Vanilla Soft back in 2005, really ushering in the inside sales movement. They got a nice head start today, 650 customers, a grand a month. So they've broken or they're pushing about 10 million bucks in terms of ARR. They're about 30% lower than that a year ago. So doing about 620 grand a month a year ago. Their cash flow positive, only 500 grand raised in the space, which I love. 55 employees between Canada and Texas, 1.2 per month uh, revenue churn per month, 3% expansion. So 89% net revenue retention annually, spending about 1,500 bucks to get a new customer. So two month payback period cohort performs nicely. Nicely, $30,000 ACV or lifetime value uh, in, uh, in those cohorts. Hello, everybody. My guest today is David Hood. He's the CEO of VanillaSoft, a successful software entrepreneur with extensive international experience in finance, business development, sales, and marketing. Under his leadership, VanillaSoft has grown over the past decade from a small startup to a leader in the sales engagement market. David, are you ready to take us to the top? We're ready to go. All right. Inside sales, it's a hot space. Tell me how you guys are playing in the space and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Uh, so actually, we've been, uh, we kind of like to say we're the original sales engagement platform. So we've been in this since 2005, before it was really well known. Um, and we're completely uh, recurring revenue model. Okay, got it. And, and help me understand what you're doing for customers. When they pay you, what do they get? So essentially, what we're doing is we're accelerating the sales performance. So again, we we're a bit ahead of our time. At the time, uh, everyone was using CRM. Uh, they thought this was great for managing leads. And uh, as more and more studies came out, people started realizing that with CRM, uh, leads were decaying. They weren't being followed up on. They weren't, there was no persistency, no follow-up. So we're really driving that persistency, driving that speed to lead, driving cadences. So it's really about driving activity. You're talking appointment setting, lead and sales tracking, call recording. I mean, all these kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. What one of the big things we do is we take marketing qualified leads and help turn them into sales qualified leads. Um, and of course, with all the marketing automation out there right now, everyone's moving into that. You're generating tons of these marketing qualified leads. People are dumping them into CRMs and quite honestly, they're dying there. And uh, this has been seen over and over again. Walk me through kind of an average customer. What will they pay per year or per month to get access to this tech you've built? So our, we actually target the small and medium-sized business. So our, our customers do vary quite a bit, but they'll be paying usually between $1,000, um, you know, up to potentially $50,000 a month. But we have quite a few smaller customers that are around that $1,000 a month uh, that they're paying for their agents to uh, to really accelerate their sales performance. That's great. And what, what team size is that typically? If I'm paying you a grand a month, do I have five people on my inside sales team usually or what? Actually, no, we're pretty reasonably priced. So that's usually around a six, seven, eight, person sales team. So it depends a bit on the options you have. Got it. And how many teams are using you today? How many organizations? So we have about 650, 700 organizations running uh, five, 6,000 seats with us right now. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, and by the way, that's not like free. Those are all paid. Those are exactly. That's great. Can I, David, can I take the 650 times a thousand bucks a month? You guys are north of 650 grand a month at this point. Uh, we're actually north of a 10 million ARR at this point. Yes. Oh, oh, very good. Good, good, good. So a little higher ACV than average. Yeah. Where were you? So if you're north of 10 today, so that would be about 800 grand a month. Where were you exactly a year ago? So a year ago, we'd have been about uh, 30% below that. So uh, we're on a, a good revenue growth. Good, good, good. Yes. Yeah, so 30% year over year growth. That's healthy there. Is most of that growth coming from expansion revenue or new customer ads altogether? Uh, and you know what? It's coming from both. So we're growing existing customers, but we're also bringing on quite a few new ones. And where, how are you getting new customers? What, what is the growth channel? Uh, so, so far, actually, we've concentrated mostly on driving inbound leads. So doing exactly what we're helping a lot of our customers with, taking those MQL inbound leads, turning them into SQLs. Uh, we're actually just starting to ramp up our activity more in the outbound there and make sure that everyone's aware of what this type of software can do for them. And are you bootstrapping the company or have you raised capital? 
We have not raised a lot of capital to date, to tell you the truth. We've probably raised about half a million dollars since the start of the company in 2005. So been very much concentrated on growing it and making sure customers are satisfied and, you know, sales come with it. I love nice, organic, non-VC funded growth. It's the best kind of growth. How have you resisted the urge to take capital? I'm sure you get the cold emails every day. We do. Although to tell you the truth, like I said, we're kind of one of the original sales engagement platforms. So back in 2005, 2006, it was actually hard to explain to people what's the difference between this and CRM. Um, It's now a really hot market. Money's pouring into it. But I think the problem when money pours into markets like that is you get actually companies concentrated more on how can they raise money and how can they drive sales and less concentrated on how can they actually deliver value to their customers. So quite honestly, I think it's been a huge advantage of ours to have had that 2005 to 2012 type of thing where we really concentrated on delivering value to customers, supporting them, making sure we were getting it right. Yep. I can tell you're committed. You're pushing through an interview with, you know, a cough or a cold. You're, you're a guy that's, you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it, right? I absolutely. And I do apologize for the voice. It's a no, I rough. think it's great. I listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in all, I think it's wonderful. It's a, it's a testament to how you, how you live your life. So uh, talk to me about your team. How many people today? So today we have about 50, 55 people on the team. Uh, we're growing it pretty rapidly. And where is everyone based? Uh, actually, have two offices. We have one out of Ottawa, Canada, and another out of Plano, Texas. Te- why Plano? Uh, well, actually, Plano was a bit of a happenstance. So uh, the company started out in New Orleans, uh, 2005. I don't know if you remember what happened in September 2005, but uh, we never got back into those offices. And wow! So, uh, so that it destroyed. I mean, Katrina totally destroyed you. It's, Katrina totally took things out. Thank God it was a SaaS company. Yeah. So we didn't lose anything, but people dispersed. And so the main founder found himself in uh, the Plano area. And there we go. Interesting. Okay. When did you come into the picture? I actually came into the picture. So the company kind of started in 2004 developing a product. I came into the picture in 2005. And so we actually okay, started so fairly early. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we had a product out, started the Canadian operation two months before Katrina. So actually it was a very, very lucky timing. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, good. Obviously, and then again, you're, you're obviously cash flow positive because you're basically bootstrapped, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Now, well, do you actually, do you operate cash flow positive or do you operate right at break even? You're reinvesting everything. Well, we have been reinvesting, but not enough that uh, it stops some cash from piling up in the bank. So That's nice. Have, uh, good problem. Yeah, we're, we're in a good situation. Absolutely. It's Very nice good to feel comfortable. <laughs> good. Talk to me about churn. What's, what's revenue churn per year? So revenue churn for us, we actually are one of the few companies that runs a monthly contract, by the way, just to mention that. I think most companies really require you to walk into an annual. And we're churning at about 1, 1.2%. So we're actually, I'd hate to say we're happy with it. I think no one's happy with any churn, but it's actually pretty good for the industry average. That's per month. Uh, Yes, exactly. That's great. And then if you look at expansion, right, from the same cohort month over month, what does that look like? Expansion wise, we tend to slightly grow over the over the longer term period. So we're probably up two, three percent. Um monthly you know, on or a annually. month to month basis. And that's uh, on on an annual basis. It's actually relatively stable month to month. Okay, interesting. So three percent expansion annual, and if you're churning one point two percent monthly times twelve, that's what, like fourteen percent churn? Uh, that's around fourteen percent churn, that's correct. Yeah, fourteen percent annual churn, three percent expansion. So net, you're at what is that eighty nine percent net revenue retention, something like that? Exactly, right around that. And then your new customer additions make up for for obviously those shrinking cohorts. Uh, so absolutely new customers replaces lost revenue and obviously has been powering us uh, to grow. 
Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. In this kind of space, I feel like there's got to be, you know, I call it the churn trough. There's got to be some point where these historical cohorts where expansion eventually more than overcomes the churned revenue. Do, do you feel like you have pricing axes set up where that can actually happen or no? Uh, well, there's no question. As you look forward, you keep going. The bigger our revenue gets as a percentage, the more churn you're going to get as gross revenue. So you do need to keep increasing sales. But I think one of the other things we've done in the last year is really put a lot of effort into starting to implement programs to prevent churn. And often that's really just detecting, are people having trouble using the software? Are they, are they actually using the system 100%? So it's all part of that customer service, making sure that we're really delivering value to the customers. Um, quite honestly, because we're in the small and medium-sized business market, our churn tends to be on the smaller side. So these are companies that are trying out uh, sales activity for the first time, quite honestly, trying out tools for the first time. So some of that churn is simply sales teams disappearing. Uh, but we have customers that have been with us since, I think the oldest is now still 2006. So we've had customers for 11, 12 years. Interestingly, still paying on a monthly contract, not That's taking great. advantage of the annual, but have been with us for 12 years. That's great. Talk to me about CAC. So to get a new $1,000 a month customer, what are you willing to spend to get them? Uh, well, uh, to give you a bit of an idea, in terms of average cost per lead and what we drive through, it's around $150 a lead. So that's across all channels. Um, not every channel performs the same way in terms of conversion rates. Um, given that the lifetime value of our customers are generally somewhere around thirty to 40000 given the size of our customers, I mean, uh, we're quite happy uh, you know, spending that $1,000, uh, $1,200, uh, $1,500 to drive them in. Oh, I mean, that, that's extremely quick. I mean, that means your payback is one to two months. Yeah, our, generally our payback is within two months or so. Absolutely. So, so fifteen hundred bucks a lead, and then if you're spending fifteen hundred bucks for a new customer, that means you need what ten leads for one new customer. Uh, yeah, we tend to convert actually right around that, around eight percent. So uh, that's uh, another figure that, as with every company, we're always working on improving. That's great. So, David, what, what's the vision in the company? I mean, do you do you are you looking at? I mean, just staying private, just keep building it, kind of doing your thing. Would you ever, you know, go sell six seventy percent to a private equity firm and kind of go and do something else with with your life? Or I mean, what what's the vision? Uh, well, actually, it's a really exciting time right now because, as I mentioned, sales engagement didn't even exist when we started this company. It's about two years old. We see huge growth in this market. So we're look, we're interested in continuing to deliver value to customers. We think we've got a unique product. It drives productivity and it drives lead prioritization like no other. We're really interested in getting out and getting into more conversations. So would that involve potentially raising a bit more capital just to allow us to get in front of more people, make more people are aware of us? That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Would you ever consider something like venture debt just to avoid dilution? And especially since you have some confidence in your cohort analysis? Always a possibility. Lots of ways to finance, right? But the big thing is, is raising money is not the end objective. The whole idea of money is, can you spend it correctly? So that's what we really concentrate on. Can we actually do something with it? 
Well, that, that's why I'm asking, right? So if you if you have a lot of confidence in that 150 a lead, right, which it sounds like it's kind of weighted across all your channels and that 8% conversion, the question then becomes how much money can you put in those channels before diminishing returns come in? And you said each month you've got some cash stacking up, which means you, you're holding back a little bit there. You're not putting as much in as you could. And I'm trying to dig up why that might be. Maybe we have to put it down to that Canadian cautious uh, attitude. <laughs> that you, you never know. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'll, I'll take that answer. That's good. All right, David, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, so I'll be honest, I have to go with the classics. And by this, I don't mean crossing the chasm. I'm going back to the Platonic Dialogues, 300 BC. I'm a huge believer in the Socratic method. I think it applies across business, which is, first of all, understand yourself before trying to understand other people. And two is the importance and power of questioning. So I've always applied that type of Socratic method across uh, how I like to manage and grow businesses. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I don't follow or study a particular CEO, but I love to kind of punctually look at what's happening in the market. So I think right now, following the CEOs that are having to deal with a lot of these ethical issues, uh, employees that are rising up regarding, whether it be uh, regarding you know sexual harassment, ethics in terms of dealing with particular governments or organizations. I love to follow how do CEOs deal with crisis. So I, instead of following one, I kind of keep my eye out and go, okay, who's dealing with something really interesting? Is Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg, are they doing a good job? Um, I, I think that there's a, a lot of work to do. <laughs> so very, uh, I'm very happy dip- not to be in there. Very situation. diplomatic answer. All right. And number three, David, uh, what is, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides your own? Uh, so yeah, obviously we, everyone says they're wrong. I'll be honest. I've been using Aller a lot lately. So I've really kind of gotten uh, used to getting a lot of my information from Aller. So I've uh, got to give them a shout out. They've which, done a great job. which part of the data they provide? Because there's been a lot of people that will say the data is interesting, but it's crowdsourced. The revenue data is really inaccurate, but other things are really valuable. What part of Aller do you use? I, I use Aller to really just keep up with what's going on in the industry. I agree. With you. I'm not sure that the revenue figures are exact. Uh, I think everyone tends to exaggerate the revenue figures. Um, but they really keep you up on what's going on, what are people doing, who's interacting with whom. So, so it's like uh, a news source for you. Source. Absolutely yeah. great news source. Interesting. Okay, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? You know what? I'm a huge believer in sleep. Um, I've always thought I wouldn't want a doctor walking in and operating on me after saying, hey, I only got three hours. Aren't I doing well? So I'm a seven and a half hour person. That's great. And uh, what is, uh, what's your situation? Married, single kids? I am married, four kids, and uh, very happy. I can't believe I found someone willing to put up with me. So that's great. Uh, I hope that continues to be the case. And how old are you? I am fifty-one. Okay, David, take us home. What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Uh, what did I wish my twenty-one? You know what? I wish he knew that you have to concentrate on enjoying the good times and not just feel the bad times. I feel that uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, the pain when things are going poorly way outweighs your ability to enjoy the times when it's going well. So I really wish I could look back at my 21 year old and say, Hey, you should have enjoyed the good times more, feel the bad times a little less. So that's the advice I throw out to people. Feel the good times more and don't feel the bad uh, so much. Coming from David Vanellisoff back in 2005, really ushering in the inside sales movement. They got a nice head start today, 650 customers, a grand a month. So they've broken or they're pushing about 10 million bucks in terms of ARR. They're about 30% lower than that a year ago. So doing about 620 grand a month a year ago. They're cash flow positive, only 500 grand raised in the space, which I love. 55 employees between Canada and Texas. One 
1.2 per month uh, revenue churn per month, 3% expansion. So 89% net revenue retention annually, spending about 1500 bucks to get a new customer. So two month payback period cohort performs nicely, $30,000 ACV or lifetime value uh, in, uh, in those cohorts. David, thank you so much for taking us to the top. It's been great. Thanks so much, Nathan.